with Crystal Kane, and today got my two people with me, so y'all know we're gonna be talking about some juicy stuff. Y'all see him? There's Kiara, there's Lowe's. So today, what's up, y'all? So today we're gonna be talking about police brutality. Um, and I feel like I don't even have to say it because I know you guys are mature enough to handle it. But, you know, I don't want to bash anybody or anything like that. But I really want us to speak the real on how we feel with everything that's going on right now and the climate and everything like that. So how are you guys perceiving everything that you see right now? And how do you feel about it? I know that's a broad question, but just to get us started, how are you feeling at this moment?
Listen, for me, I remember, I remember the Trayvon Martin situation. I mean, it was sad too. But for me, I think my 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 action to all of it, though, unarmed black men being murdered, is kind of like just I really been numb to it in a sense. Like, well, not numb. I just want to say it's like uh, it's just like you know what's gonna happen. Like in all these situations, I just feel like these officers are just gonna get off the hook. Like they won't be held accountable. And we've been seeing it time after time. It's like they might get fired, they get laid off or suspended with pay. It's like we see the same thing happening over and over again, and they're not being held accountable. So I'm, I'm just hoping this time that they finally hold these officers accountable. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still a process. It's still under investigation, but um, I don't know. Somebody, they definitely need to be held accountable. Definitely. So how do you guys feel about the police? First of all, but 
I will feel, for me, I will feel more comfortable with a black officer because I just feel like they might, they'll be more relatable as opposed to a white officer just because you get pulled over, you don't know which way it go. You make one false move, you might, you might be dead. Anything can happen. That's, that's what scares me about it. It's like it could be something so normal, so random, you forgetting to turn on your signal light, and then that could escalate to something that could cost you your life. And so I think that's the... I think that's the part that we have to fix. Like, I, if if police feel like they're threatened, we feel like we're threatened. Everybody's fear level is heightened, and then we're reacting. And I just I don't know how we fix that, but we gotta we do don't something. Need that many officers for some of these encounters. Like, if, are you pulling up exactly. and pulling back up, and then you got four different officers giving you four different commands, and of course things are misinterpreted. Like, you yeah. can be if you pull up with six officers. It's already, those officers already feel like, okay, something about to happen. So they, they heighten their level of sensitivity already when you see all those officers for one person. But I feel like that only happens to us. Like, when you see a black man get pulled over for some reason or any person of color, it's already like, the antennas are already up. Like, anything can go down. That's why I feel like it's just so dangerous. And I feel like officers, if you're already fearful, why even take that job? Because you already know what you signed That's up for. That's a part of the job. You signed yeah, up for this. job. I mean, we human just like anybody else. But for some reason, they look at us as a threat. Like, like we're just more dangerous than any other person. But even when you see all these mass shootings, it's not us doing it. Right. But for some reason, we're still treated like we're the worst people in the world for some reason. Look, that's, that's not our trait. <laughs> that's not us. Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah, 
they out, yes, white people get killed by police officers as well, but I've never seen one video yet where a police officer had his neck, his leg on a, on a, on a white man's neck, holding him down, having two other people holding him down as well. I, I have yet to see a video like that. It's like we get treated so differently from any other race that it's, it's crazy and it's, and it's scary. So what I want to, I agree with you, but what I wanted to ask you is, as a father of, of, of a young African-American male, what are you, I don't know if you're talking to him yet, because he is still pretty young, but what's your feel like when you, or when you, are you talking to him yet? I haven't had a conversation with him yet. Uh, he, he just turned six, so okay, right so. now he's, he's, a, he's in the uh, YouTube and watching cartoons and stuff but yeah, of course I know it's going to be a time where he needs we need to have this conversation so what is it that you're going to be telling him because I as as a sister to two brothers I, as I have my dad I think about that stuff all the time and it's like you know we were taught I don't know about you guys but you know if the police pull you over keep your hands where they can see them don't make any sudden moves don't do this don't do that like so what would your conversation be with your son I just tell him, man, just go back. Uh, what? Hey, son. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm doing, a, I'm doing an interview right now. I'll come get you in a minute. But see, yeah, he go right there. We spoke about No, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to tell him, man, you know, just just do just do what I ask you to do. Don't don't be inconsiderate. Uh, you just want to get in and out as quick as possible. Go back over just do what you're supposed to do. You want to be in and out as quick as possible. They pull you over. Just handle whatever they need. No false movements. Because um, one false move, and we, we might not ever see you again. Um, but try your best to stay out of their way. First of all, that's the main thing. Just stay on the right track and don't get in their way at all. If you guys or anybody that you know were ever in a situation where you needed to call 911, how hesitant are you to do so? say a situation where you would have to call the police. Let me say that. So of course I feel like um, I have the right to call the police. Um, yeah. I'm 
trying not to be in any situation where I had to get involved with anything like that. But of course, things do happen. But for me, of course, um, like I said, they supposed to be here to protect us. Um, so hopefully, if I, if I ever came to that situation, you know, the right officer comes out and he handles the situation properly. But I definitely think um, I'm one of those people. Uh, and we had a, it's crazy. We had we went down and talked to a couple of officers t- today in Swanberg down by City Hall, and, and it was crazy that he told us that he had a situation maybe like a week ago where it was a young man like 14, 15 years old that had just been shot. And uh, he told he told the young man, he's like, hey, let me let me help you. And the, and the kid said, F you, I'll handle it yourself. And the young man ended up dying just because he didn't want help from the officer. And, that's, and it's sad, man, but it's a lot of people that just don't want any kind of dealings with, with law enforcement. But it's like all, all officers are not bad. It's just those few that mess it up for the many. And the thing was, it was a black officer, and he was back in his old neighborhood where this happened. He's just like, he's one of these people. But at the same time, the relationship with law enforcement and, and African Americans is, is, is messed up right now. There's a lot of but, tension. But uh, I still think we still have to, uh, they still are here to protect us, but we just have to figure out a way to come to some kind of resolution of how we can fix these issues that we have right now because it's really at a, a tipping point right now. Right. So do you guys agree with um, how we are protesting? 100%. I mean, Tested, they still had an issue with that. Nobody wanted, they changed the narrative. They didn't want to pay attention to it. 
So now, fast forward to now where we at now, now now that we protesting and all this stuff getting tore up, now it's like we're finally getting some attention and finally they start to, to pay attention. Now they understand what he put through for instead of just making it about the flag. Do you think so they're understanding, like, though? Do you really feel like they're understanding? Because I feel like the focus is still like they're just tearing up stuff. Everybody and then we're trying to get back on our feet from COVID-19 and people are just tearing stuff up. I feel like they, they aren't understanding why. See, I, I think it's like, the, it's, it, go ahead, go ahead. Change. We can't let them change the narrative. Um, I feel like these. Uh, we need more white people to speak up, even the white public figures, even these white college coaches. Like, there's something that's been, been bothering bother me too. Like, I don't like how these white coaches, professional coaches on the big time D1 level, they've been making millions of dollars because of the talent of these black athletes, and all they do is put out a, a statement. Like, they they get PR. They got they have publishers that can put this stuff out. I feel like they need to show more action. Enough of just writing these little statements, putting it out, and then okay, they that then they can say they did their job. They need to to do more action. Some kind of way, step up, get on camera, speak your mind. Don't just write a little statement and show some kind of action towards helping us solve this issue. Because the more of these, the more public figures that we have, the white celebrities, then I think that's definitely gonna help push us in the right direction. But for some reason, um, a lot of them do speak out. But we still need more than more than just those that's um, speaking their mind on these issues. We need we need all hands on deck. But I, some, stuff like this shows you that it's either you all in or you out. You can't play both sides. Either you all yeah, in or you out. Yep. Hand-to-hand combat. What I've been seeing in a lot of these riots, these guys can't fight. They're just rubber bullets, they're spraying mace or whatever else. 
control yeah. someone half your size, then you don't need to be on the board. And I feel like they need to have a better relationship with the community that they're working in. Like, don't just send somebody out there that doesn't really know, like, the environment that they're going in. Like, just like, for instance, like, if you send a, a white office to the hood, his antenna's already going to be up because, for one, he, he's not black and he's going into a bad neighborhood. So any little false move, he's already shooting the kill off, off top. So I feel like they definitely need to have a better relationship with the community that they're working in, and the punishment needs to be much more severe when they when they kill kill these unarmed black men, unarmed people, period. But especially black men, because I mean, hit them in their pockets. They do something like this. Of course, they need to be locked up. I'm all for taking their pension benefits, whatever they have, give it to the family, because one thing about it, man. It'll never be justice because these people can never come back. Nope. So you got to do whatever you can to make it easy for these people. I mean, it's never going to be easy. It's never going to always be hard. But I think if you, you hit them in their pockets with hurt and make their punishment severe, it'll stop other officers from doing the same thing. Because money talks. for hate crimes, too, because, you know, George Zimmerman, I was gonna say, I feel like a lot of them, they can do this stuff because they know the law is in their favor, mm-hmm. and they're gonna get and away with it. Like, you know, study the law, like actually know laws right. in, their, in their county, in their city. Exactly, and, and there's something else we talked about today. Something I didn't even know about. Right now, they're working on the law. The officers, uh, Mr. Thompson, they told us today that uh, one of the things they're trying to pass in North Carolina is like if they protesting that people. People, if they're protesting in the street and you're driving by and, like, people are in the way, they're trying to pass a law that you can just drive through. If they're in the road and you hit them, then they can hit them. And that's something they told us today that they're working on behind the scenes. That's but why they... Is that not taking away protesters' rights? Yes. So while this is going on, they're still trying to push laws to really protect them. And who are the ones... like all of our protesting, all of our hashtags, all of our movements. What do you guys want to see? 
what do you think will change? I want everyone, no matter their skin tone, to get the same amount of jail time, prison time, sentencing, for the same crimes. I want more police training, um, physical, mental, ethical. Um, we just want justice. That's it. We want justice for what's just happened, and we want it to stop happening. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just Yeah, and then, then what happened with this too is, like, they'll change and say, we'll say stop killers. You say, well, y'all kill each other every day. Like, it's constantly, like, trying to change the narrative. That's not what we're talking about. We see this stuff on camera all the time. But I, and I, I wanted to say just, Most but. people are killed by someone they know. There is exactly. no such thing as black on black Justice because he can't, he he can never come back, and that family will never see the uh, father, husband, brother, cousin. They'll never get to see him again, so it'll never be justice. But I do hope we can do something, make some kind of law, and make the punishment so severe for these officers that they will think hesitate yeah. to even think about killing unarmed black men. Like, they, they just have a different view of us. Like, 
And he said, also said, no matter no matter what good they do for you, like they'll never see you as equal. And we see this stuff now. It's like everything that's going on with us. They didn't see they didn't see Mr. George Floyd as as equal. They didn't see him as human. So it's just like it's it's something they definitely need more training to. But how do we change that, though? If somebody doesn't view you as human, like, is there a number of protests and amount of rioting and and police training and all this that you can do to, like, how do you change somebody's mindset that has been conditioned for years and years and years? Representation. I mean, there's not a single job out there that any race can do better than America. We've had a black president. Yeah. Which one is more alive? Hey, I don't, everything that I read, man, like I 
love Dr. King. I love both of them. I don't like to say one over the other, but Malcolm, it's, I'll say this, it's, it's a reason they don't teach us about Malcolm X in school. I was going to say that. I promise you, it's, if you, if you read the autobiography, it's a reason they don't teach us about him in school. But you know, and it was crazy though, like, growing up, like, he, he, he went to, went to a white school, he, he used to like white women, and, but when he went to prison and he, and he started studying the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that's when he changed. And he, I think the, the difference for me, in my opinion, it was kind of like, they both wanted equality for, for African Americans. It was just the approach, like, to me, Dr. King was more turned the other cheek. Malcolm X was by any means, like you say, any means necessary. Like, he, he wasn't about Letting, letting the white man just put his hands on you and not defending yourself. And he didn't just believe in just going in and, and starting something. But if you had to defend yourself, then you just got to defend yourself. And, and it's like, you, you got to be willing to die for the cause. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be willing. You got to be He was willing to die for the cause. And he, I mean, he just wasn't. Like after once he started doing the study and the teachings of a lot honorable Elijah Muhammad, man, it was just like he he changed. And one of the things he he said that uh that, that stuck with me was when a reporter asked him, does he believe in the uh the extreme the extreme um trying to the extreme rise and protest? He was like the condition of our people is extreme. He said moderate or compromising uh to compromise won't solve what, what's going on with our people. So he was definitely for, you know, wanting our people to have our own uh, do for self mentality, not relying on the government and not letting the white man treat us any kind of way. That's that's what I got from Malcolm X. We had this conversation. 
plenty, plenty of times where, where I, we would ask elderly people like who, who lived through those. All the time, we had, we had we had our own. Like we we bought from our own. We supported each other. We supported all black business. We were all we had in these times, so we didn't have any other option. The only time we would go outside of our community if it was something that we couldn't get. But other than that, we always bought from our own people. And now we kind of got away from it. And it's not. It's like we rely on quote unquote just white America to, to take care of us. We rely yeah, on the Stuff. It, even even with Black Wall Street, we had everything that we needed. And right. Black Wall Street was a concept. It wasn't just one location. It was many different locations. But we walked. we had our own doctors, and lawyers, and grocery stores. We had everything we needed. And of course, the, the situation in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, was yeah. allegedly a, a white lady uh, was alleging that a they alleged that a, a black man, you know, took took advantage of her. So. You know, white, of course, white people came in and, and burned it down. Right. And that, and that's what happens. Like, we, we do it too good for ourselves, and then something like that happens. But, of course, I would love to see um, more black businesses. And I try my best to, you know, support black businesses as much as I can. But I, I definitely feel like I don't want to say we need to, to get away away from them. Because, I, of course, all white people are not bad. But, of course, we still, I, I think we can do more supporting our own people and investing in our own communities instead of just giving all of our dollars to corporate America and still letting them treat us any kind of way. Right. So I'm going to say two points before we wrap up because it's time for us to wrap it on up, even though I've been enjoying it. Um, so <laughs> first thing I want to say is on the segregation. Yes, I have thought about that many, many, many times. Um, I, I do think it would be better. But at the same time, me saying that, the second point I want to make is even though I do feel like that, and just like you said, Kiera, you have white friends, I feel like us voicing our opinion on that and us saying Black Lives Matter and being pro-black and anything like that does not make us anti-white. Um, so that's, I feel like that is a whole nother, like, nasty problem that uh, people perceive it as. But it's nothing like that. We're just saying, like, hey my life matters too. Um, so I, I, I really do sometimes think segregation would be better, but then I think, well, we're all God's children. So it, it, it's tough. I go back and forth, but then when I think about like schools, like what we learn in history class, why wouldn't we want to learn our own history? Why wouldn't we want a teacher to look out for us? Um, why wouldn't we want to, you know what I mean? Like just the little things like that that I think about. But then I think about, well, how diverse will we be if we only kind of stayed in one box? But it's just yeah. like the history of it. When I look at like all the stuff that has happened, I'm thinking, well, maybe it would be better. Um, but like, I don't think all police officers are bad. I don't think every white person is a racist. Um, I just, I don't know what the solution is, but what I do think is I think that money talks and I do think that we need to bring the wealth back to our own communities. I do think that will definitely help. And I think that, I know tomorrow everybody's doing the um, the Blackout Tuesday, and I really think we should all support that. I think it should be able, to, it should be more than one day, though. Um, because, I was going to say, isn't there another one on July 7th? Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I think, I I think T.I. was pushing one. Yeah, T. I was pushing yeah. Blackout. 
I think that's the answer, y'all. And I think if we stay, if we're serious about it and we really do it, I think that's the quickest way to affect change because that's how you, that's how you speak to them. If you hit them in their pockets, that's the language they understand. That's the language they're fluent in. So, and we all know that African Americans are like the biggest consumers. So I feel like if we could all take a stand on that and come together and just keep our money in our pockets or in our communities, like if we just sit on our own money or only give it to our communities, that's a hit, you know? That's what I was going to say. I think the one I seen T, I was like, don't spend any money that day, but I would make that one amendment. If we spend money, make sure it goes to our people. Must that's be. the only thing. Just If you, you got to buy anything, make sure it's, it's black owned. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, I want to thank y'all so much for chatting with me today. Um, I know it's kind of a, we kind of hit some tough topics, um, but I think we needed to talk about it. And of course, I always love hearing from us and our generation and how we feel about things. I love you guys' perspective. So I just want to say thank y'all for joining me. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Before we get out here, man, just let y'all know I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Man, just keep fighting the good fight, man. We go, man, we got through slavery. We'll, we'll get through this too, man. It's just one one day at a time. We just got to keep fighting the good fight. We will persevere. We really will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.